This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by our very own Complement Plus, the perfect complement to a plant-based diet with just the hard-to-get nutrients and nothing else. Learn more at lovecomplement.com and use code NOMEAT at checkout to save $10 off your first order. Plus, you'll get access to our brand new meal plan and coaching app when you do. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Meat Athlete Radio. So Matt, I, I, I kind of envision you being either a Mickey Mouse ears wearing Disney participant or someone who just hates the whole entire experience. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, where do you fall? It's funny. That's yeah. I think that's actually a very good assessment. Um, because I, I, I want to like, not really like it. <laughs> just it, it, the same goes for cruises like cruise mm-hmm. vacations i want to be like this is not a real vacation i don't need to go to epcot germany i'd rather just go to real germany which <laughs> i haven't done but let's go on my list get get there yeah um it's also really fun to have like the contrived setup and you just you can hop from germany to italy and which i guess you can do in real life too if you're on the on the border <laughs> uh, but but i mean it's pretty nice need to go to go there and then hop over to canada uh although the canada is no good but anyway uh, I'm I'm not the Mickey Mouse guy though, and we're not the not a matching shirts family. Mm-hmm. I I like have these little inklings when I'm there. I'm like, oh, we're gonna go home and watch all these Disney movies now and get really into this. But you know, once once we get to the gift shop, I have, I really have no interest in buying a uh, wearing a Mickey Mouse around. It's just I'm just not quite not quite there. Okay, well, I <laughs> I guess we should say that you uh, you just got back from Disney World, right? I did. We did. It wasn't like a huge Disney trip. This was a, a mini thing. We were in Florida visiting my mom anyway, and we said, hey, let's let's do this, because it's been on our list forever to get the kids to Disney World, and my kids now are 11 and 8, and they're they're getting to the age where, I don't know, like it's not like you can't enjoy Disney World after that, because you certainly could, but... Uh, it loses some of the magic, maybe. Yeah, that, exactly. That whole, the magic piece is uh, is crucial. So we just went. Um, we did like two and a half days, and, and it was it was really nice. I, I had enjoyed it a lot as a kid. And so it was cool to to get to do that. Um, just we did we did Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and uh, what's it called Hollywood Studios, and they were all all very good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it, they were busy, long packed days uh, from like you know nine a.m. to ten p.m. or whenever they closed. And since we didn't have all these days, we were really rushing around to try to hit all the rides we could. Uh, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was not stressful. There was no fighting. It was, it was very, very nice. And shout out to my friend Pete, by the way, who is a vegan, uh, actually became vegan a long time ago at, through his no meat athlete, uh, fandom, I guess. And, uh, he's kind of a Disney fiend. He's, I don't know if he wears Mickey Mouse ears, but he's, he definitely, uh, he goes, you know, a couple times a year and like knows all about it. So he, I had him, I was texting him all day about rides and vegan food spots and all these things. So it was like I had one of those vis- Disney, uh, tour guide planner people is there a lot of vegan food in in disney yeah it's like every not every place but nearly every place has a vegan option uh, or or multiple and they're clearly Uh marked there are a few like off menu ones if you know a guy like pete who can give you off menu (laughs) tips uh but yeah but i mean it was great it was like having one of those because that's like a third party industry now is people who are your disney plan planners Mm -hmm. Uh, and so he was like my my vegan disney guide and it was awesome so we we ate well and hit all the best rides and it was it was a very nice trip 
So I've only been to Disney once. It was uh, when I was in middle school. My mm-hmm. middle school band. I was I was a drummer in the band. Yep. Um, the band did like a tour. We performed on some off stage that there was maybe like three people watching. Uh, but then ha- had a couple days at Disney. It was like uh-huh. you know this. I don't know, they they you know they, I'm sure they do that. They bring schools down all the time to, yeah. to do that. Yeah, I know a lot of people who went to Disney World with their band. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, <laughs> that's coming. Anyway, that's the only time I've been down there. And I feel like the experience has changed a lot since then. They only have all the, like, past bands. And, I mean, yeah. I don't know what to call, call that them all. all that took a, a day to, like, figure out. Because there's a, there's an app that, you like, does everything. It shows you all the wait times for all the rides. Mm. And, it show, like, some of the rides, if you pay this extra $15 per person per day, you can jump the lines but certain ones are off limits to that so you got to pick when you're going to do that or you can just pay individually for these really expensive ones or really you know in demand ones um so that was a little game to figure out and then you got to do the same with the food reservations are not always available and you got to be looking Hmm. and refreshing and all that so uh you know there's a there's a whole lot to do it's different but a lot of the rides are are the same and really dated now and old and just (laughs) smell kind of bad like they smell Uh like old rides Uh, which I didn't like because I didn't. That was not part of my first Disney experience. Not, none of the mm. rides seemed old; they were they just seemed yeah. cool and magical. But, well, I, I, but I remember being somewhat disappointed in Space Mountain when I was in middle school, and I cannot imagine what it's like now. Yeah, we if went it on hasn't that. Changed. I took my son on that for his first roller coaster because he's never done them, mm. and I just realized what a bad roller coaster that is. It's just <laughs> it's just it's in the dark, which is a, I guess different than others, but it's just jerky and. There's, it's just like lap bars. It's like it's not even a nice <laughs> supportive thing. I don't know. It was fine, but and we and they have some other really great roller coasters now in in Hollywood Studios, especially. Okay. Um, is that Disney or is that different? That's Disney. It used to be called MGM when okay. I went before it was MGM, and but it's part of Disney, and uh, it's more like the Pixar stuff for not all of it, but it's more like these things that you don't necessarily think of as Disney. Okay. Uh, you know, where's the Star Wars exhibit? Star Wars is there. That's at Hollywood. Okay. I kind of skipped the Star. I skipped the Star Wars stuff. It was a lot of okay. nerds walking around, and I just said, "This is not my, <laughs> not my territory." <laughs> there are people dressed up as like whatever, whatever the coat cloak thing people wear is, mm-hmm. and it was, it was just too much for me. I don't know. So we got on some lists for a ride, <laughs> and then we then we never came back to it. I, I know some of the best ones are there, but I was just there was too many. When I could be in Toy Story World, why would I? Why would I go in Star Wars? <laughs> no, <World? just> <laughs> I did have a a vegan blue milk uh, with with rum in it in the Star Wars world, what? which was which was nice. There's, they sell bl- green milk and blue milk from one okay. of the kiosks. Uh-huh. All the kiosks are like you know themed according to the area. Sure. So I did it, and the guy told me it would be twenty three point four five units or something to pay for my for my food, which of course meant twenty three dollars and forty five cents for our two <laughs> oh <my> drinks. <laughs> and uh, got myself an errand of a blue milk with rum, and the kids shared a green milk and. And that was it. How was it? it not very good. It was okay. It, was okay. it just <laughs> tasted like a crappy island drink. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it was fun. But yeah. Well, but anyway. well, good. I'm glad the kids got that experience. I think, uh, I think, I don't know. My my father refused to take us down there. He just didn't seem like that was a worthwhile vacation <laughs> for our family. So, <laughs> so and, I mean, my dad's great. I don't mean to like <laughs> say yeah, anything no, negative about no, that. He just... You know, we did a lot of international traveling and, and very little uh, uh, Disney World traveling. <laughs> yeah. um, but I do feel like Eliza's got to have that experience, or and Chloe too, I guess. I, but, I think yeah. so. 
With COVID, it was a little different, like, because the, the princesses and things weren't just, like, around the parks. They just weren't, yeah. like, hanging out for you to go talk to. They would always be, like, behind a rope or only in the little parade thing. Uh, so mm. that was not quite the same as it was when I was getting it. And would have been would have been nicer to have that. But, you know, they're doing what they can, I guess. And it was fine. But anyway, it, yes, it was a good trip. And uh, I, I definitely appreciate the veganness of it. Uh, it, it really was... I, I was. I think I had heard that from from Pete probably that it was fairly vegan friendly, but uh, I was really surprised at how how nice a job they do. And anyone I asked about like a vegan option on a menu, nobody nobody sneered or anything. They just they just were really helpful. And uh, I don't know. Definitely, if, if you're if you're vegan and you you want to do Disney, don't let that stop you. I mean, it's it's great. Hmm. I wonder what the, why that is. Like, I wonder why they care so much about that. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe they just maybe they know it's the future and they're jumping they're on early. Speaking KFC, of KFC, yeah, that's it. what I was gonna say. <laughs> Speaking of vegan things that uh, are things that aren't traditionally vegan going vegan, what do you think about KFC? Right. So I stopped and got some on the way home. Oh, you got to, some because you had texted me about it. And I was too busy uh-huh. to respond, but uh, um, yeah. And so you said it was controversial because it's fried in the same grease or something. Is that right? As that's my understanding. Stuff? Yeah. Uh huh. So we had an, uh, an episode on this topic we did this um i remember i was in spain and we did an episode and it was about the beyond or not the beyond, the impossible burger mm-hmm. and and this veg news article that had been posted um kind of asserting that it was it was not non-vegan to to have and that it was fine for vegans to have uh to, right. to not have to not go for the microwaved one but get the real you know the straight up one that's used on the same griddle as the animal products and their point was if you like if as as a matter of personal purity, if you just refuse to, you know, ingest any molecule of animal product, that's one thing. Then in that case, yes, you should go for the microwaved one. Um, but you're not saving any animals by doing so because it's 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 not. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's you're not contributing to animal suffering by. But I, mean, I suppose by supporting a restaurant like that, maybe you are anyway. Um, but maybe not if they're if they're taking steps to be vegan friendly. But anyway. Um, I definitely came out on the side of of that, you know, the I, I, that personal purity thing. I don't worry about. Uh, I'm I am this for animal suffering, and if I can, if one of these things does not cause additional animal suffering, then I'm good with that. Um, if anything, so yeah. you're you're injecting the pea proteins into the into the, the meat eaters. Yeah, I, you exactly. Know, you know, cleaning it out, purifying it. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. Yeah. So all right. So tell me how it goes. I uh, I. Uh, I texted you to see if we wanted to, to eat it live on on the podcast, and which uh, sounded, I think, much better in theory than it probably would be in reality, <laughs> since people can't actually watch us, and then they just have to hear us eating, eating fried, <laughs> fried beyond chicken. But uh, so I haven't had it yet. How how was it? Okay, so I only got a few. I it was a it was a combination KFC slash Taco Bell that I went to because Taco Bell is <laughs> kind of a reliable uh, choice for road trips. Not uh-huh. healthy, but you can get the black bean and the and the fresco options and then you get no dairy on your stuff and it's just tomatoes and lettuce and it's good so i just got a six pack of the nuggets to have in addition for us to try um and i would say the most striking thing so i had tried it when it was like i think charlotte was a test market before i lived here and i'm Hmm. pretty sure it was kfc and they had like these uh these tender things the chicken tenders that were longer and they were greasier and softer these were like they reminded me a lot of you ever have the garden um fried chicken bites chicken finger things mm-hmm. i think a lot of people have had those it was a lot more like those in terms of texture in fact it was even a firmer texture than those hmm. um and the most striking thing other than how firm they were was the uh the flavor of the of the breading it had very distinct like 
chicken skin flavor. Like you know how if you get fried chicken, yep. The it just has that. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's the skin. I always assumed it was the skin, uh, which is apparently the worst part as far as the cholesterol goes. It just had that flavor to these nuggets, and that was sort of weird because I don't even remember those that flavor being in in nuggets when I used to eat regular nuggets. Like they would only be on fried chicken if you would eat the skin. Okay. So that was strange, and I wondered if that was was because it was fried in the same oil as that stuff. Hmm. And then, believe it or not, because I, I thought about this personal purity thing uh, before I did that, because you had said that it was controversial, and some people were were saying it was, you know, you, you can't count that as vegan. Um, and so I had thought about that, and I thought, well, you know, that's fine. As long as I'm not making additional animals suffer, then I don't care about the personal purity thing. Uh, but, like, tasting the chicken skin, I was thinking, if that actually is from chicken skin, and I'm, that's what I'm tasting, it made me re- it made me question that personal purity thing. I was like, maybe I should. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't like, it just didn't, it just, I don't know. It, I'm not going to say it was bad, because it wasn't. But it just, I don't know. Somehow when you eat, like, a Beyond Burger or Impossible Burger, it's like, it tastes just just a little bit not quite like the real thing yet. Mm-hmm. And like that, it's a little bit of distance still between what feels like eating animal products. Um, and this, this didn't have too that. close? Yeah, it was really <laughs> close. So I, I literally thought about all these things as I was doing it. I was like, well, this is really good if we want meat eaters to have a have a decent substitute and pick that instead, mm-hmm. which I think is probably the point and the, probably the biggest win for, for the plant-based diet and veganism, not, not for us already vegans to be able to have another option. Um, so yeah, so it, it tasted remarkably like the real thing, and I, I I guess remarkably good, but I don't know. I'm not in any hurry to go get them again. I guess remarkably good, but in uh, in a way that made you a little uncomfortable. Just yeah, just like a little bit of a gross kind of way. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like like if you if you were to eat a, something that tasted exactly like a steak, and you know it's like it's good, but it, it's no one really wants to eat that anymore. Most people <laughs> right. most people have been vegan for a decade just don't care. They don't want that. Uh-huh. Again. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, so that's, I, I, that's I definitely appreciate that they're doing it. Of course, I watched um, I watched this these news anchors uh, trying it, and they couldn't figure out which one was which. Oh really? Yeah, um, and uh, and I, I just couldn't believe that that was true. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. I it just I had a hard time believing that that was true, um, but I, they really couldn't do it. So maybe that maybe you know. Maybe they yeah, really I mean, based, I would I would have guessed that the texture would be the biggest giveaway because these were, like I said, they were just really firm. Uh, hmm. And even I gave one to Ellery, and she said, "Man, this is firm." Um, Did the kids like it? Uh, only Ellery had it, and she only had one, so I ate the other five and didn't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> she, she didn't want. It. I offered another one, and she didn't want it. So <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, so I I kind of doubt that that flavor is coming from the oil. I did too. I, I think it's designed into it. Yeah, I mean that's that's their whole thing, right? Is they they were trying to get it to taste like that, and they probably right. figured something out. And uh, and the oil, I mean, I guess I guess there's probably a lot of real chicken that gets fried in that, but I mean it's so hot, you know, I just can't, it burns off everything, right? It's like got to burn off flavor too. Yeah, I I don't know. I would think so. I don't know. Oil is oil is known for carrying flavors in regular cooking, but I think I think you got to be right. I think the heat probably destroys a lot of that. I don't know. Um, shoot, I had one more comment about it, but I, I forgot what it was. Should I try it? Yeah, it's definitely worth a try. It's it's just it's neat to see what they can do now. It's mm-hmm. amazing. But yeah. it's not it's oh, not your new saying. Impossible Whopper because when the Impossible Whopper came out, you were like <laughs> <laughs> every other I day. Gonna, <laughs> I was getting a couple times a week for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
I, no, it's not surprising because I always like I was always like a chicken sandwich guy over a burger guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe if this was a chicken sandwich, maybe I would be that way. Um, is that all they have is the nuggets? I think so. I, that's all I saw. But I will say this was a lot. This was not the nuggets were not greasy or gross in that way. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Every once in a while, I get fake meat that is gross. Like I got Chinese. I got shrimp one day. At Chinese food, oh. vegan shrimp. Because mm-hmm. no there's, there's a vegan Chinese place in Charlotte that mm-hmm. we we go to fairly often, and I tried that one, and that one like you couldn't finish them. That was just gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was nothing gross about this other than like I said that little chicken skin taste. But, uh, but no, they weren't greasy, and they didn't they didn't seem like they were terribly unhealthy. I'm sure they are, uh, but it wasn't like it didn't just feel like I was eating the most indulgent worst food I could eat. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I don't know. It was I'd recommend you. I'd say I'd say definitely give it a try. We got a new vegan donut shop in uh, in Black Mountain. Oh yeah, yeah. What's what's the, what's it called? The Dough House. And it's all vegan. It's all vegan. Wow. It's our first all vegan anything in Black Mountain. Is it like yeast donuts or cake donuts? They are yeast donuts. That's that's good. That's the best kind. Yeah, and they are delicious. Are they, they opened up they... last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, went on day two and. Wow. Loved Early it. Early supporter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, gotta support the vegan shop in oh, your yeah. little town, you know. Definitely, way better. That's that's better than even than KFC, I think. Supporting a new vegan, fully vegan place. That's that's yeah. a good thing. Are they? Uh, is a was their coffee game any good? They had, you know, I didn't get coffee, um, but they had a full espresso bar. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's okay. I do need to do that whole experience of getting the coffee and the donuts. But we were getting them on our way to uh, to a playground to meet some friends. So. Um, good grabbing very good. nice black yeah. mountain black mountain's growing up got a few <laughs> it breweries is. it is donut shops and starbucks growing up grown vegan <laughs> yeah. um i don't know if people will care about this particular topic but we're supposed to get like two feet of snow this weekend did you know that charlotte is yeah and so is Asheville. yeah Asheville is too i'm surprised okay. charlotte is too yeah charlotte apparently never really gets almost any snow uh but we also have the same two-foot warning. Wow. I know. I mean, it's strange. Maybe I could sled down to you. <laughs> <laughs> Off the mountain? Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm excited about that. How are you feeling about that? I am, too. This is my first day back in, in Charlotte after, like, almost three weeks. Actually, it is three weeks of, of traveling for holidays and things like that. I had We had three days when we were home in between family stuff in Asheville and Baltimore and then this Florida thing. Uh, so, like, I'm finally back home. I got Aaron got me a pasta extruder for Christmas, or maybe it was my birthday. I have no idea what that is. It's like, um, like usually when you, you even if, you, if you're using a machine even, or by hand, you roll out the pasta and, mm-hmm. then, and then you cut it in some long way. Or you can kind of do handmade pieces. But yep. there are certain things that I don't think you can make even by hand, like like a rigatoni or rigatoni or penne type thing. Uh-huh. Like you don't, you can't make those by hand. You can't make those with by rolling out a sheet and then cutting it because they're just they're, they're a shape that is has to be forced out of something. Okay, you know what I mean? Like like Play-Doh Fun Factory idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's basically Play-Doh Fun Factory, but for real pasta, <laughs> <laughs> and it hooks up to the KitchenAid mixer. I should have just started with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now I can picture exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and so and it has a little cutter on it. So you, when the rigatoni reach, you know. An inch and a half, you you cut it with this little wire cutter that's attached, and you just keep doing that while it forces out the pasta. And it can also do spaghetti that way, and uh, you know several other shapes. So I'm thinking about 
stocking up on some some good things this uh, today actually, and then making making them over the weekend with the snow. So it could be very nice. Could be a nice little yeah. Saturday. Yeah, we we stocked up. We're ready to go. We're ready oh, yeah? to be okay. snowed in for a couple of days. And Monday is Martin Luther King Day, which is kind of nice because the snow the snow is really coming here on Sunday. So we'll have right a couple of days to uh, to enjoy Keep it. Getting ready. Yeah. Is it is it bringing back like memories of uh, of February twenty twenty when we were all stocking up on Beyond Burgers <laughs> and every oh, other God. possible no. thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, because now, <laughs> no, because back then it was, uh, it was running to the store at 11 p.m. Do you know my, do you know my stock up story? Have I told this? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, do we, should I share it? I don't, Let's I don't do it. Okay. We're just, right, so, by the way, anyone listening, who, who's still listening, uh, <laughs> you probably figured out we're just doing a, a long intro for this episode and no, uh, no actual substance yeah, because we, we keep getting good feedback. Like every person I meet who was like a super fan of the podcast, uh, they just talk about they love the intros, and they just like they like it when we talk about our lives and banter and make fun of each other, and that's what they like. No one ever says, you know, your content helped me go vegan or changed my <laughs> life. Or just, they just like hearing being entertained for a few minutes. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> so anyway, but this is our 10th anniversary year of mm-hmm. Nomad Athlete Radio, or since you and I started doing Nomad Athlete Radio. So we're trying to think of special things to do, but one of them is we want to put out. So, and I don't think this is for everyone. Clearly, I know this is not for everyone. Uh, it's, yeah, I think it's kind of like, it. yeah, like I think there are a few people who love the intros, and they're the ones who take you know go to the effort of of reaching out and telling us how much they like them. Um, I think the other ninety percent of the people probably don't like them, so <laughs> it won't be for everyone. But I figured for those for those people who are that into it, um, we could we could put together compilations of all the old intros, like put all the old intros from one year onto one file, maybe one episode, and just, just run a whole episode of intros where it's just five minutes of this and then five minutes from the next week and the next week. And then uh, <laughs> and you can just listen like kind of like to this episode where you just hear an uninterrupted story. That actually might be better though because in that one, I think we probably give ongoing updates about things that we'd say we're going to do and then uh, you know say how it's going and then later say when we quit or whatever. Uh so it might actually be good to, to have it in a sequential format like that. But anyway, we just figured we figured since we're going to be doing that, we could do an episode where uh, where we just kind of talked about nothing for a while. And I still want to get by the way to your New Year's thing. You told me there was you left us with a cliffhanger last I time. I did. Yes, family I New did. Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. But anyway, continue your your thing today about this uh, your stock up story. But I just wanted people to understand that there's nothing. If you're waiting for like the the substance to come, it's not coming. Just, this is it. <laughs> This is it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're not enjoying this now, then just go ahead and turn it <laughs> off. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So my stock up story. So okay. This, uh, take, take yourself back to March, 2020. Okay. Actually don't. I mean, that's just so depressing, but, uh, right. you know, it was, it was, uh, it was just hitting the news. Like Seattle had like heard about it. You know, people were talking about it and I kept saying for like three or four days, I was like, Katie, I think we got to like stock up. <laughs> I think this is going to be a thing. And she kind of made fun of me and, Mm-hmm. You know, like didn't just kind of make fun of me. She made fun of me in front of my friends. <laughs> she was no, <laughs> she was just having a lot of fun with the fact that I was like, um, like, like yeah, a, becoming prepping. a prepper. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and then we were on the couch. It was like ten thirty on a random Wednesday night or whatever night it was. Uh, and I get the message on my phone that says the NBA is is 
shutting down for the season or shutting mm-hmm. down for a couple of weeks or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. then 10 minutes later, Tom Hanks has COVID. And then Katie looks at me and she goes, Doug, you need to go to the grocery store. It closes in 40 minutes. <laughs> so, so I, I did what about three dozen other people did, which is in the last half hour of the grocery store being open, grabbed two carts, not joking. I had two carts, grabbed two carts and just started throwing all kinds of shit. Oh my gosh. Supermarket sweep style. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I got a bunch of toilet paper. I got a bunch of canned goods, like all the, I mean, it was mm-hmm. like a full on prepper stuff. And then we went and we put it in the garage. We had a, like a whole, uh, a whole, we called it our little bunker <laughs> that we pulled from for a long time. It was, it was probably three weeks worth of food. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, we would, we would pull from it a little bit and then stock it back up, you know, cause back then it was like, you didn't want to go to the grocery store very often. Right. No, you'd have to get all suited up in like a hazmat. To, yeah, to exactly. So you're only going every couple of weeks anyway. So it, was, it kind of was nice because it like jump-started that whole, that whole thing. Uh, and then, you know, now, <laughs> now all I do is hop on the internet and <laughs> order my food. So <laughs> everything, the world is a lot different than it was a couple of years ago in many ways. And one of those is that now I order most of my groceries online. <laughs> it's funny that you had that at night because I don't, I don't, I remember a Thursday where Ellery's, it was just like things were just canceling left and right that day. It mm-hmm. seemed like it started around like 11 a.m. or noon, and like things, you just kept hearing about things canceling. And then I remember we went to her gymnastics, and we were like, let's, we actually don't want to go in the gymnastics. It just felt like it was just like this tipping point where like suddenly the world was different. Uh-huh. And it was, and so that was the day, the afternoon or late afternoon, that I went to the grocery store and did, did similar. I did not have two carts like you, but I did get um, basically as many like frozen vegetables as I could because I figured we would be, mm-hmm. we'd be eating all the other junk a lot but i just figured we should have some frozen veggies you know here this is the this is the extent of my um my kind of prepper stock up story so we had a bucket full of rice that holden he he would use it for for ankle strengthening so you put your whole leg in the in the rice bucket (laughs) did you eat it (laughs) no no (laughs) okay no and it actually gets worse than this and so that worked for a few days until we, until it was in our basement, and so then one day we came down there, and there was mouse poop all over the bucket oh, and no. in the bucket. So a mouse had gotten into the rice. Somehow it had gotten out. I don't know how because it was a couple inches or you know five or six inches between the rice and the top of the bucket. But the mouse had gotten out, thankfully, um, and it was full of poop. And I remember when the stock up came, I was had this mental list of like I was trying to figure out how long could we go if we had to, as long as we had water. And I, I counted the bucket full of rice in my uh, <laughs> stores, because <laughs> like, it was a five pound or ten pound bag of rice oh or something. God, and I thought if if it came to it, you know, we, we could filter that stuff out or pick it out or whatever and boil it and I mean, it gets boiled. Anyway. <laughs> but thankfully, it, you know, it man, that's never like, never reached anything like that level. But uh, uh, no, definitely not. That's that's like full on real worst case. You you, <laughs> yeah. you were you were deep. You were dark in that. <laughs> I, what I remember, what I remember is us having a conversation because I think you and I have both amassed a lot of sample um, yes. powders and greens <laughs> yep. and bars and all kinds of stuff like that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and you know most of mine are like really old. I, I probably wouldn't <laughs> if I didn't if I didn't consume them two years ago when we got them. Then I'm not going to consume them now. Uh, but but definitely had those on hand just in case you know I needed. <laughs> If I was, if I didn't have anything but rice and I needed some protein, at least I had some. Right, you get some bars and some, some greens bars and other mm-hmm. things. <laughs> yeah, I so I went through a period. Oddly enough, like maybe I've always done this, but it's, I remember the year before COVID or so, 
where I just was like, we had all these boxes and I just didn't want to throw away food. And I was like, we'll just throw it down in the basement. Well, and before I knew we had mice down there, I said, just put it down in the basement and, uh, and we'll just keep it. Like, cause you never know. Like we're, and we lived in the time up on this kind of mountain thing that was easy to get snowed in. And I was like, you just, mm-hmm. we'll just have a stockpile of stuff. It wasn't any serious prepping, but that's where I put all the samples for like a year and a half. Uh, once we didn't want them and, we had a bunch of mushroom teas and all kinds of stuff that we had down there that was in our in our COVID box. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, might need to tap into that this week with the two two feet of snow. <laughs> no, right. If you have anything left, this is the week to. I know. That, I know there's some people listening to this that are laughing at uh, two feet of snow being a a thing, but you know, two feet's a lot. You know, yeah, you can laugh at four inches, but uh, and I get that. But in the south, two feet is is right. a lot. I think. I think. I don't think almost anybody laughs at anything over a foot. Even New England, if you're getting two feet of snow, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a big snow. Disrupts things for a little while. Yeah. All right. So I want to hear Doug about your New Year's resolution. I guess we could call this the substance of the episode, perhaps. Um, perhaps. Even if even if you're not prepared to make it that, at least it's on topic, and uh, people could get that out of it. You know, I want to tell you about it, but first, I think we should pause for a second to thank our sponsor. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Compliment Plus, the eight critical, hard-to-get nutrients on a plant-based diet all in one place. I think we can all agree that the plant-based diet, Doug, is a nutrient powerhouse. Your response? I can can definitely agree to that. It is such a good powerhouse. I I would say so. But no matter how great the plant-based diet is for your long-term health, no diet is perfect, not even ours. Even a well-planned diet can lack a few important nutrients for your health. That is where Compliment Plus comes in. We provide the eight hard-to-get nutrients in science-backed, bioavailable amounts, all in a simple black capsule you take daily. By the way, if you haven't guessed, Compliment Plus is our own product. We made it. I made it to to basically solve the problem I was having. I was having. I was combining all these different nutrients, the the eight that I needed to get, mm-hmm. um, and I had a bunch of you know eight different bottles, and it was expensive and it was inconvenient. They'd run out at different times. It was not not good. So we said, let's put them all in one place, and make it easy. Uh, it includes all the nutrients you hear a lot about, like vitamin B12, D3, and the DHA and EPA omega-3s. But we've also added a handful of nutrients that are technically available through plant-based foods, but most of us aren't getting enough of them. Zinc, iodine, K2, magnesium, and selenium. And that's it. Everything else you're probably already getting in abundance through plant foods, so no reason to pack those into your multivitamin and get a bunch of, you know, fake vitamins you don't need. Uh, banter, Doug. What do we got? Well, uh, I took my compliment today. Did you take yours? I did not because I took only enough on my Florida trip for my Florida trip, and I got back today, and mm. I take it at the end of the day, so I'm, I'm uh, thankfully back right in time. You take it at night because of the magnesium, right? I've been trying it for that, different reasons, but there's also a B12 thing. If you take B12 too close to bedtime, it also can apparently affect. So I, it does not matter to me when I take it. I take it at night because that's when I remember to take it. It's like a brush teeth, yep. take compliment plus. Um, honestly, that's the best time. Whenever, whenever you're going to actually remember to take it for me is, is the time, but you know, you take that stuff around with meals is good. helps with absorption. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Plus exciting news, Doug, right now, when you subscribe to compliment plus you unlock 90 days of our new meal planning, nutrition, coaching, and community app compliment. Well, Doug, would you have had your hand in making, I have to, there's our whole team. I am really, really excited about this app. I think it is just a really cool, cool resource for people. The new app includes four adaptable month-long plans for endurance, strength, weight loss, and longevity, plus one-on-one support from a certified nutritionist and nutritionist, and access to our private community. If you have a health or nutrition goal this year, like Doug is going to tell us about his family's, Compliment Well can be the perfect tool to make sure you're successful. Learn more about Compliment Plus and the new app at lovecompliment.com and use code NOMEAT at checkout to save an additional $10. 
That's lovecompliment.com and use the code NOMEAT to save. All right. All right, Doug. Suspense. This is this better be good. <laughs> I know. We've been building up for weeks now. This is, <laughs> no, but this is this is the first time that our family has done a uh, a family New Year's challenge or resolution. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. And uh, it's really it's geared towards the kids, I guess. Uh, but okay. But if if we're successful as a family, then that means that all of us are going to be doing doing more of this. And that is okay. So have you, uh, apparently, the average kid. Spends twelve hundred, excuse me, twelve hundred hours a year on their screen. Ooh, yes, so on their personal little screen or any screen, just watching screen. Yeah, uh, on a screen. Yeah, any screen. Okay, so that's that amounts to what, three and a half hours a day or so. Mm-hmm. And okay. I'm sure it's way more now with uh, Zoom school and all oh, that yeah. stuff. But like, oh, yeah, way more. you know, I think that uh, <laughs> I think that this was this was uh, for for media consumption for um, entertainment purposes. Okay. Uh, not for schooling and that kind of thing right um and uh so what there's this movement i guess you could call it i don't know something this group that has started this 1000 hours outside challenge where uh basically the idea is is very simple it's a challenge to spend at least a thousand hours outside they have this tracker through an app they have uh, a really cool ways to get kids involved in like coloring trackers we have one on our on our fridge that you fill in a little dot and it like over the course of uh, it's like a thousand different dots and they form a design. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's basically, that's, that's all it is. You got to spend a thousand dollars, a thousand hours outside. That can be anything from walking around to going camping or, or anything. Uh-huh. So, okay. But, but that's it. So the, yeah. So what I'm excited about though is, uh, you know, we spend a lot of time outside anyway. We get the kids out, but it's been this, uh, they have gotten excited or, our old eldest has gotten excited about having this kind of thing that we're working towards every day. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the other day it was rainy and we probably wouldn't have gone outside. It was a little cold, rainy, uh, probably wouldn't have done much, but we made a big deal out of how we got to get in, you know, at least an, an hour or something like that so that we don't have a zero day. And, um, and we went out and we had a lot of fun and, and stayed longer than an hour. And I don't know, it's just kind of like a good is, is like something that got us going, which reminds me of, a running challenge or something like that where you know you say i'm only i only have to run a mile today but then once you get going you you end up running a couple more or something like that right right yeah i think it's great i think uh, i especially like the uh the color in dot tracker device yes I think that's that's a nice little reward that you get to fill in a few is it like one dot per hour one dot per hour yep okay so you get to fill in a few things every time you do it Mm-hmm. I, I would use that as an adult if I couldn't tell what the picture was. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really feel like it's a reward. <laughs> yeah, it re- uh, un- reveals the picture there at the end. But uh, no, I mean yeah. it, you, it's pretty obvious what it is. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there's some way to make that where it's not so obvious, mm-hmm. like a like an invisible marker deal. But anyway, um, no, but that's that is actually I like it hits on the habit change stuff, right? You get this mm-hmm. little reward. And and also if it's a visible thing, it's there reminding you that you hadn't gotten any dots today or something. Um, and I think that's that's really really great. So, what if you're what if you're on a screen like while you're camping? Is that, is that count? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're getting fresh air, you know, that's why we just move the TV out to the porch. And we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nothing. I mean, there's nothing about screens. There's, there's nothing about you. Don't have to do anything, right? There's no rules except that you. You're spending the time outside, and I think the the idea is that you wouldn't probably watch TV outside. Um, but you know, once you're outside, you're going to start playing. You're going to start being active. You're going to start doing right. fun things. And uh, so, in the car, doesn't count as outside. In the car, does not count as outside. And there's a debate on the 
thousand hour outside uh, Facebook group about whether mm. sleeping in a tent while you're camping considers yeah. is considered outside. And there's no official ruling from the group. So it's kind of up to you. You got to, to oh. make your own determination. I'd give that, I'd say yes, that counts. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Okay. <laughs> definitely, definitely should be thought of as an authority in this. <laughs> I think I think I'm leaning towards no. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Well, I it think makes it easy to hack the hours. game, right? It would make it easy to hack the game if you were rich roll. You could you could do that <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. not spend any time outside if you yeah, wanted. That's right. That's right. And you you get your hours no problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you're not in it to hack the game, if you're just trying to, you know, if you just want to get sleep, I don't know. I feel like an outdoor sleep is probably probably has a lot of benefits. That's true. It does. No. I don't know. What about Disney World? Does that count as outside time? You're in a huge <laughs> fake world, but you're outside technically? Uh, yeah, I guess so. No. Except for <laughs> except for when you're inside. Right. I guess so. I don't know. Uh, you know, again, I think I think it's about the spirit of the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, does that does that really uh match match with the spirit of the challenge? Right. Well, what okay, but what about this is this seems like a big one. What what about the outside porch issue? Whether there's a TV on that porch or not. Like screened in yeah, so like eating outside. Well, so screen, I mean, yeah, I, I think so. So like one one thing that they recommend is you know have your dinners outside, and uh-huh. that uh, and just being outside, oftentimes according to them means that you will stay at dinner longer and kind of like linger yeah, longer. I and, believe that. Um, and have some sort of like be more engaged with the with the meal in some way. They're like grilling or doing something that you know I don't know. It just kind of changes the environment. Uh, and cha- get you out of your routine, and so then you're you're there longer. And you're, I think I feel like we, if we ever get outside, I feel like our family, like we have a we have long, we just have a conversations that we wouldn't yeah. otherwise have because it's just it's just not the routine. Yeah, exactly. So so yeah, I think that a, a porch uh, would count. That's okay, my rule. but then but then the TV only you certainly can't sit on the porch and watch TV, right? It doesn't count. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't, I don't think that counts. Hmm, I like this. Interesting. And you're an endorsement. I wasn't sure what you what, what you would think of this challenge. Right? I, I am an endorsement. I I definitely benefit when I'm when I'm outside in the right circumstances. So I think this is a good thing. I probably more than I'd want to spend outside myself. I just would be feel like I was losing too much good time. But <laughs> good but quality I, indoor time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think I do think I think if I had like a uh, I don't know if I've had an eat, eat dinner outside twice a week rule that would be great. Yeah, or something you know, something smaller. So uh, you know, I will say we are what thirteen days into this, and uh, we have not hit our. It, it comes to like what three point two hours a day or something. I should probably know that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we are we are behind. We are behind. Oh, it should be less than that. It should be less than that. Because three sixty five times three would be thousand eighty. So it's like probably two and a half hours. Two and a half hours a day. You oh, behind though? Well, then maybe we are. We've been averaging about two hours. We've had a couple like five hour days. Hmm. But uh, so I don't actually know what our average is now that now that I'm saying this out loud. I don't know what our like if you add them all up and divide them by thirteen. I don't know what our average is. Um, but we have had several days that have been like one or two hours. But you know, I keep thinking, you know, it's it's right now. It's kind of the hardest time to be outside. It's it's cold, yeah. and uh, if it's rainy and, and thirty five degrees, like it's hard to get a kid out in that into for very long. Yeah, right. Um, so you know, I think that we'll just lean in more heavily to the outdoor time in the spring and. Summer mm-hmm. and fall, and yeah, kinda. I bet you have, I bet you have no problem. You probably find a few all day outsides that really, really help. Yeah, I bet you're right about that. Or do some campouts. Yeah, count the sleeping time. <laughs> yeah, just in the backyard, we hang out in, inside all day until it's bedtime, and then just like 
getting our 10 in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, good to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, I like it. I think that was worth the hype. <laughs> it's a good family <laughs> challenge. Hopefully, and probably not too late to start, right? If someone else wants to do this, no, I guess you'd have, you'd have a little bit of catch up to do, but not not too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have a feeling, I think anyone who gets really into this is going to we'll crush it, crush the record once the summer, summer and fall and spring, all that happens. So you got plenty of time to catch up. Absolutely. And I would suggest you do it. <laughs> good. <laughs> so you got anything else? Uh, no, I don't really have anything else. I, yeah. Like I said, I've been I've been kind of traveling and stuff, so I haven't really settled into anything close to New Year's um, thinking. And and although I said I was gonna have more joy in my life, I went to Disney World. That's pretty joyful. For, <laughs> yeah, that's for, for most happiest place on earth. I mean, great. That's right. Yeah, that's what they bill it as. So, uh, so yeah, so it was it was good. Um, no, not, nothing really. I'm looking forward to the snowstorm and looking forward to doing some cooking, being back back home. I think it's it's gonna be nice. I got I got one more question. Okay. Before we what? wrap this up. Oh, I do up. have one. I do have one little thing, but I'm like, I won't get into too much, but go ahead with your question. So we had, we had an episode oh, a couple of years ago about uh, like self-helping yourself to death or something like that. I don't know if, <laughs> if you remember what it was called. Yeah. I think it was, are we improving ourselves to death? Uh-huh. That was the name of an article. And then we had done an episode with that same name. Yeah. So I was hanging out with a friend the other day and uh, he is a self-help you know, guy too, like the two of us, you mm-hmm. a little bit more than me, but, uh, certainly I'm into that stuff for sure. Um, and, and he, you know, he, he kind of raised this question and I feel like it's kind of what we talked about, but I don't actually remember exactly where that episode went. Um, which was if every time, every time I like read a book, a self-help book, I get all these new ideas of things that I'm supposed to do and then I start to implement them, and then I realize that like I'm now neglecting all the other things that I read in the last book, and then <laughs> right. even more so the things that I read in the other book. And like, how do you how do you juggle, um, or how do you, how do you how do you take all of it and kind of apply it in a way that maybe isn't in line with any of them? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep, it does. And this is like this is maybe not the problem, but this is, this is a huge problem. And I have identified this myself, um, specifically in the area of like daily routines or morning routines. Mm-hmm. You can read these books about, about how to be successful. And it's very natural if you read a biography or something. And then the author says, here's the one habit that you have to do every day. And it's this, you know, meditation or whatever. And it's half an hour. And then you read somebody else's thing, or you read Tim Ferriss and you get 50 new habits. Like you literally could, could prepare yourself for the day all day long. If that's what you wanted to do. And do all these routines and count your coffee beans and do your morning pages and do your meditation and do your exercise and be grateful. And I mean, you just keep going on and on and on and then not actually do anything. Uh, and I suspect a lot of people would probably do that right. in, in some form or another. Um, or, or there's this thought like the morning routine itself is going to fix the thing and then you know the rest of the day is not going to require focus. It'll just be that you've set yourself up for success and you'll just automatically get it. Um, so I don't know. I, for me, like, I think I just recognized that maybe 10 or 15 years ago that I could not possibly do all these things. And like, you have to pick and choose the ones that matter to you, um, Mm -hmm. or none of them. And so I, I don't know. Like, I think my best answer though is, uh, is I hate, and this is such a cliche on our podcast now, the seasons of life thing (laughs) that you do one, like Uh you do the thing that is giving you energy and making you really excited. And then it, for me, it always feels like that's it. I'm like, well, that's, I'll, I'll do that forever because it's wonderful. And I, I don't ever want to stop 
this morning pages or this playing the piano or whatever this thing is. And I'm like, this is perfect. And and five years from now, I'm going to be a master at this because I just keep doing it. Uh, but it never lasts more than like three or four months. And then because something else, you know, I guess a little boredom comes in and then you find the next thing. And probably that's what you need at that point is this new thing. Like that's why you start to crave something different. I guess, I guess, you know, there's an argument to be made for pushing through boredom periods and, and all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a, a valid question. And the, the best I can say is you, I don't know, you sort of naturally just follow the things that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think that's right. That's what we determine as well. We even talked about seasons of life a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of a, that's the right answer, but it's, it's a tricky one. And, you know, and recently I've been reading some books about, uh, like business and, and, uh, you know, efficiency with work and that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, then it's even more so you gotta, you gotta figure out what's actually worth applying because not every business and not every employer or employee is, is the same, you know, and, and so you got to kind of figure out yep. what applies to you and, and just kind of scrap all the rest, but, um, or not scrap it, but, you know, understand that it's not necessarily exactly what you need to be doing. Yeah. I mean, as I get older, like I used to be super into these things and I think rather than like doing habits that would fill up my whole day or all my time and not let me do other things, I think I tend, I tended to sort of live through books I was reading about being productive or about being successful or about having, you know, high efficiency. I don't know. I just, I just always read stuff. And, uh, I mentioned Tim Ferriss before in, in a lighthearted kind of way, but he actually is the first person who I came across who was saying like, stop reading for a while. And like, just like <laughs> go on, he said, go on this low information diet. It was in that four hour work week. And, uh, it was like even nonfiction books. Like, he, like I just thought of that as like the most wholesome activity you could do. No one could possibly criticize me for, for reading another book about you know positive thinking or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. but like if you stop reading and you have to actually just start doing stuff uh i don't know I, mean, I guess i guess like certainly those things have their place but you also could you could you could get to an old age and not have actually done anything because you just read everything so i don't know i think as i get older i I more and more want to do stuff instead of read stuff yeah but i still like reading still like reading still like thinking about that especially around new year's sure all right, here's my bit to add okay. to our conversation. All right. Um, speaking of reading, uh, so you know how I've been, I've been kind of chasing this mysterious CrossFit endurance idea yes. that ever again, Tim Ferriss is like the Tim Ferriss episode. Ever since in Four Hour Body in 2010, I think he mentioned Brian McKenzie and this idea of the CrossFit endurance people training their hundred mile athletes on plans that did not include anything more than a half marathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly just short, you know, speed workouts, 400 meter repeats and 200 meter things. And, and then along with CrossFit type workouts. Um, and the idea was you get your anaerobic system in such good shape that, that, you know, you can, the, the aerobic threshold naturally gets, uh, higher and aerobic, you know, ability to, to go at a long, long distance, slow pace actually just automatically gets better without the long, slow distance. Mm-hmm. I've always I've always kind of thought that the long slow distance is the worst part of running. Uh, it's the part where I can just get the most bored and and just you know just makes me quit running a lot because I get too long in it and I start having all these thoughts about I do not this is not what I want to be doing I don't want to be spending my time this way um, you know I need a different sport or something. Anyway, for I try to like piece together plans without without ever 
joining CrossFit Endurance, whatever that means. I don't know if you can join it. But I would use Tim Ferriss's plan, which was meant for a first 50K, so it didn't really apply to me because uh, he did put that one in the book. And I don't think he actually finished his race. I think he never even started his race. Uh, <laughs> at least he didn't because I, I talked to him in South by Southwest. I met him. I stood in line to get a book signing, and I talked to him and asked him about it, and he said, no, he didn't didn't actually run it. Mm. Um which I think he admitted in the in the book. He gives a link. He says, "So did I? You know, how did I do, or did I finish?" And then it says, "Go here for more info." Uh, and I think that link is now dead, but I'm, I'm sure at one point it was live, and he actually said that he didn't do it because um, he had some injury issues that happened. Anyway, th- that that speaks to maybe a bigger problem with the whole book, <laughs> the whole idea, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and and the idea. But I, I don't think it's a bad book. I really do think there's a lot of cool stuff in there that that at least can serve to motivate you and get you excited about something and then maybe you need to go do a lot of research and read read whole books about it and all that but anyway um somehow i don't know how i didn't realize this until now but there's um tj murphy who is the longtime editor i think he was the editor of um of triathlete magazine and okay. whatever it has had many names triathlete as far as i know uh susan lakey our former nomad athlete colleague used to write for them and work with tj um a lot, and so I knew knew him. I met him in a couple of things, or at least one thing. Um, somehow, it never never crossed my desk that he had a book called Unbreakable Runner that he wrote, wrote with Brian McKenzie. Um, mm. Has plans for all these different race distances. They actually don't distinguish between any of the ultra distances, and the best I can understand is that it is. So, so they have you know they have five k, ten k, half marathon, marathon, and then ultra marathon. As far as I can tell. The ultra marathon thing is like because there's not that big of a difference between the marathon and ultra. Um, I'm pretty sure you don't actually train any more for a hundred as you do for a 50 or a 50k. You sort of get the same, you know, level of fitness that you get in the course of these workouts, and then you just would slow down if you're trying to finish 100 miles versus versus going faster if you're trying to get 50k done. Okay, which is not not the standard way of thinking about running by any means. Um, but anyway, and there's lots and lots of arguments about why long, slow distance is bad and, and why it injures people and may, actually maybe even makes people age faster. Uh, a lot of a lot of things that I don't know if I believe or not. But the point is I now have access to training plans that actually tell you how much to work out, what exact runs to do, um, and they don't stop at 13 miles. That I don't know if Tim Ferriss made that up or if it was how it was at the time, but they go up all the way up to like – 18 mile like 18 mile time trial like you go hard for 18 miles hmm. there's never a, there's never a distance where you're just jogging slowly for for 15 or 18 miles it's always like you're treating it as if it's a race and they're they're very rare as a result but you know there there are a handful of of half marathon time trial efforts and then like a 15 and an 18 uh so it's not it's not no running and it's not no long running it's just no slow running uh how much how much long or how much running are you doing a week on like a standard week I think on a standard week, you're probably running somewhere between a 10K and half marathon time trial on the weekend. Okay. And and you're doing two, I think it's two and not three, other basically track workouts that, well, I'm just going to, haven't done one yet, but I'm looking at them. To me, they seem like they're like, you know, 25 to 35 minute track workout things where you're, you know, going pretty hard, okay. huffing and puffing sort of things. Um, and there's that. So there's that much running. Which is a lot like that run less, run faster program that I had a lot of success on, um, mm-hmm. but I did end up inserting more more Getting running in the off days of that. 
Uh-huh. I got injured when I didn't have any slow, long, easy runs. So I started putting those in, in, in between and was successful. So this is definitely different than that. Um, I guess in place, though, this is not as little activity as run less, run faster was. So in place of um, what, would, what would be long, slow runs, in, recovery runs, I should say, in between workouts, they've got you know CrossFit workouts and other kinds of things like that. And even some days you're doing a run and later a CrossFit-style workout. So, um, I don't know. I'm very curious about it, and I'm gonna. I'm, I think I'm gonna do one of twelve week cycle of this and see what happens. Well, I look forward to it. Are you gonna pick out a race? Um, I have one that I'm signed up for. I'm not gonna say what it is yet. Okay. I don't want to. Uh, I'm not I'm not committing to anything yet. But mm-hmm. Aaron and I both signed up for a race, and she might do some. I don't, I don't know if we'll do. There's different distances, and we'll see. I, I will I will release more info about that as as I go. But I really enjoyed this last five hour thing and not not having any pressure and just doing it. It was just fun. Well, um, I uh, okay. Well, then maybe I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't say this on the podcast. Then maybe I'll save it for off air. But I have I have an idea for something that I want us to do together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, save it for off air, and then we'll figure out if we should we should say it. <laughs> okay, all right, sounds good. <laughs> but I like it. It's exciting. Uh-huh. Um. Well, I yeah, feel like I you know we, 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 probably, we well I, I like the last it. Last race we ran together, Doug was probably uh, was probably a, a very sorry sight of morning after a lot of drinking at a Runners World yeah. hosted event that we were we were you know graciously invited to, uh-huh. and we made a mockery of the of the 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 hotel bar and and next day race with epic nights of karaoke. With other yeah. with other bloggers and and, <laughs> yeah. and influencers and, then and a uh, terrible race the next day terrible race but I think you know I think there was one race uh, where with our good friend Danny yeah um, who uh, where we actually took a picture every mile marker for a half marathon <laughs> <laughs> which which I think by like you know being tired and hungover and and twelve miles into a race I think I was like oh Danny I cannot I cannot <laughs> do another photo. <laughs> That was fun. Oh, yeah. it was great. It was really fun. It was super fun. I loved those trips, and I loved those yeah, people. Yeah, I know. it was fun. They were great. Um, All right. Well, you were going to say something about another race or something? No, I was just going to say uh, I look forward to hearing more about this this training, how it goes for you, and, and what it will what look like in practice. Maybe we'll do a – after you're into it for a while, maybe we can do an episode. Yes. By the way, just in case people are curious, um, there also is a book by Brian McKenzie, where he's the main author, called Power, Speed, Endurance. Was written two years prior to that other one. Um, I don't know. I, I just can't believe I didn't find this back then. This like this came out a year and a half after the Tim Ferriss book, and had I found it then, I certainly would have done it and tried it because I was all intrigued, but couldn't find resources mm. and just was unwilling to join CrossFit. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I think, and I'll just reiterate one more time. I think I said this on the podcast. Maybe it was just to you. Um, I think people like the running community typically hates this kind of approach and it, because it's just everything that's sacred is just, is just upended. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they claim that it works just as well or better. And I, I don't really expect that it will. Um, but I think if you go into it, that the point is not become the best runner you can, but instead like, you know, get fit and then also be able to have this benefit of doing, you know, hopefully fairly well in endurance races. Um, without having to put so much time into what I think is the drudgery of it. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a really nice, nice thing. If that, if that actually works out, but I, it's not for me, it's not, and I don't think they would even claim that it's like, this is how you PR as a runner. That's not really the point. The point is get yourself in, in good enough shape and versatile enough shape that you can just go do a race 
and and you know do okay in it. so that's that's what it's really about before before people you know take offense to this idea that yeah you don't have to do long runs. yeah i mean i have i have to admit that i i definitely uh look down on 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 this approach a little bit i'm not gonna lie but uh but you know i think that i think that it, it can work for a lot of people and uh, and i really hope it works for you and and i'm really excited to see how it actually is because i've never tried it you know and so i'm just mm-hmm. kind of uh judging based on on what i've always been told you know and, and maybe that's the wrong approach gotta try new things maybe maybe we'll see. maybe not. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see we'll see <laughs> All right. Well, I think it took us about 40 minutes to get into anything of substance, uh, but we did that, and now we're going to wrap we up. Yeah. Yes. Good. One long intro. <laughs> this was fun, actually. I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell us, by the way, if you made it to the end of this episode, tell us, uh, not, not really if you're into this episode so much, but just like, I don't know. Like, should we put a lot of effort into these into this anthology of intros that we've been thinking of making mm-hmm. which would be which you know 10 minutes well they're probably they're probably mostly five minutes five minutes times what coming up on 400 episodes maybe yeah. that would be 2,000 minutes um which quick math doug is i think about 30 some hours <laughs> oh, <man>. uh, <laughs> so <laughs> the question is not would you want 30 hours of intros but like would you enjoy having I don't know, ha- having a having an hour-long episode or a bunch of hour-long episodes that may or not go in the main podcast feed, but that you could just listen to, and there's intros. Um, would you actually want that? Should we put effort into making that? Because we can't we can't listen to all this stuff and like think about how good they are. Mm-hmm. It's just too much editing. But we probably could grab the intro from a bunch of episodes and put them out. Yep. So anyway, let us know let us know if that excites you. Uh, you can email support at nomadathlete.com. Is that the best place to email, Doug? No. No, you should okay. email. You should email us. You should email Matt at nomadathlete dot com or okay. or Doug at nomadathlete dot com. Okay, good. Either one of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I mean, you can order. You can email support too. That's that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Anyway, anywhere you want to email is good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. Yes. Thank you for listening. Happy New Year again. Mm-hmm. Yet again. Uh, all right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.